0: Welcome back to New Books in Anthropology, a channel on the New Books Network. My name is Jeffrey Bristol, and I am a host on the channel. Today, we sit with Professor Andrea Kievenda to talk about his book, Crafting Masculine Selves, a psychoethnography of Pashtun masculinity in Afghanistan. This book chronicles masculinity among pa- Afghan Pashtun men and how the prolonged history of violence in the country has impacted the ideas of manhood and what happens to individuals who struggle to adapt old ideas to new trends. We are speaking with uh, Professor Kiavenda, who is coming to us from uh, the United Arab Emirates. I am sitting here in uh, the somewhat gloomy Virginia Beach uh, in Virginia, and uh, if you uh, hear uh, some jets coming overhead, that's some atmospheric noise that may um, put you in the mind of uh, Professor Kiavenda's interlocutors in Afghanistan. So. Uh, Please don't think of them as interruption. Think of them as local color. All right, Professor Kiavenda, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you very much. I'm uh, I'm okay. Thank you.
0: So uh, so first, I'd like to thank you for coming into coming joining us today on the podcast. This book uh, is really actually quite wonderful. It's very unusual from a number of different perspectives, not least because there is not that many people. There are not that many people doing work in Afghanistan, and uh, not very many people doing this kind of intense one-on-one psychological work in the discipline of anthropology at all. It seems like often today, uh, a lot of psychological anthropology focuses on um, field experiments um, and that kind of thing, and less on actual uh, ethnographic interviewing. So it's a really great book. And um, so I would just like to ask you, How did you come to this project to work in Afghanistan? It's a pretty unusual and difficult place and uh, it's not one that most people pick.
1: Well, uh, yeah, thank you for having me, um, Jeff. Um, Again, um, I uh, worked in in Afghanistan as a freelance journalist in 2001. Uh, In December 2001, I I went to Afghanistan and um, and uh the the taliban had just uh, been dislodged from power um by the, the the coalition and um and i crossed into afghanistan from pakistan from peshawar uh, over land. um and um going the the length um on a you know bus and taxis and other Means of transportation between uh, Torham, which is the border between Pakistan and Afghanistan, and um, Kabul. Uh, those say 220 kilometers of uh, one of the most bombed areas of Afghanistan at that time. Uh, the 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 big bombing of Torabora had just uh, happened in November. Um, you know that that experience um you know quite uh, uh struck me quite a bit um, i saw uh, places and people um, that um you know that i hadn't uh that, that i that, that i hadn't uh, imagined i would and so it it remained very deeply um entrenched in my memory and um and i immediately thought when when I um went back to academia to to research uh I thought immediately that that place that had uh, struck me so much in terms again of 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 uh, especially the people that I met um would a, would make a, a, an interesting uh, place for me to go back as an ethnographer so to to the de- to dig uh, deeper in 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 those aspects of the country and the life of those people that I had just uh, briefly encountered, you know, as, as a journalist, you don't you don't have the 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 the, the opportunity to 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 go much um, in depth, um, and 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 so you know, it it, it uh, appeared to me that it was that it would be as an ethnographer a um, an interesting place to go back. Yeah.
0: And so how, why did you pick, uh, psychology, psychological anthropology? What was, what was, uh, what was the impetus there often? Well, we see people doing political stuff or, or,
1: well, you know, like I, um, I also started something else. I started, um, I started with, uh, the, the legal, legal processes among Pashtuns right there where I, where I first, um, Set foot in Afghanistan, the the, 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 the southeast, the the Nengrahar province, right at the border with Afghanistan, uh, with with Pakistan, uh, quite a difficult area, um, and and that's where, in fact, many of the people that I worked with as an astro- as an ethnographer lived, and where I went to 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 be with them, um, but I started. Uh, I started looking at the legal processes. I started looking at um, the informal legal system that uh, the Pashtun uh, society still holds uh, pretty dear and that is still functional um, and the absence of a, of a, of a, of a pervasive capillary state and... Um, but I, in two thousand nine, I went there, and uh, in two thousand and ten as well. But I soon understood that uh, I, I soon was, so to say, so to say, as peak speak, um, I was peaked by uh, my, my interest was peaked by um, by something else within those within those um, encounters within those uh, purviews of legal. Uh, processes so the 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 uh, mm, the personalities that uh, these men because of course mostly uh, if not only uh, legal processes are the purview the province of, of men so um, the 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 the, the personality traits the the, the, the the desires and the wishes and the frustrations and the expression of masculinity that uh, these men um, displayed and expressed while intent while entangled in in legal um, struggles in litigation or adjudication etc uh, It was a very in, in some way it's a very ritualistic, Environment with 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 very clear rules, although unwritten. Uh, Procedural rules as well, Um, and 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 it's in say in some way not only it's ritualistic but it's also theatrical. So um, so I my interest got piqued by the uh, psychological processes. Behind the, the theatrics of legal um, of le- of legal struggles, at at the local level, conflict resolution, um, restorative justice, etc., etc. You the 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 way in which these men uh, affirmed themselves over others, um, uh, protected their rights, or or even. Um, attempted to justify abuses that they had uh, committed over others. And, uh, and at the center of all this uh, stood uh, the, the, the unspoken uh, but very clear to all of them uh, idea of, of uh, how to be good at being a man, you know? as, as uh, Michael Hersfeld uh, wrote uh, now long, long ago. How to be good at being a man. Uh, and it was all played on that stage the stage of, of uh, Maraka or jirga uh, uh, this and, and why, uh, was
0: it, why was it so important to be good at being a man
1: well because because the because the um the uh, reasons the, the the rights and the wrongs uh, who was right who was wrong who had the upper hand and who didn't were also a function of how good a man you were how respectable a man you were, how honorable a man you were, how uh, what kind of uh, respectable manliness you had displayed in the past in your uh, you know record as a villager, as a as a maybe a fighter, as a as a father, um, uh, you know, um, quite a bit uh, revolved around. Um, how well somebody could call himself a man, and and so and so, I I shifted from simply the 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 description or even analysis of legal of legal processes to understanding the 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 mental processes behind that the 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 way that the way that these people. Uh, asserted what they thought was their uh, identity not only an identity of gender but identity in in uh, in, in the, the the correct human being that they should have been the social expectations um, cultural and social expectations and the conflicts that were that were that that that, that uh, um, rested um behind those you know a, a behavior you know i learned that uh, that uh, it's it would be erroneous to take a face value behaviors and that behind a behavior always lies probably a good deal of conflict internal conflict that might not uh, that might not um, appear publicly especially again in these uh, highly ritualized and you know. Um, almost theatrical accounts of of uh, local life and, uh, and local conflicts um but that exist nonetheless so um so and
0: and I was wondering you know,
1: if, if you could sorry to interrupt but it,
0: yeah. what are some of these conflicts like what kinds of uh of performances might you encounter uh, or did you encounter when you were doing these interviews
1: well you know um um, pretty pretty soon, I pretty soon I, I again um, I, I shifted, and I wasn't looking, I wasn't going after uh, the procedure of these legal interactions. In fact, I I, I stopped doing that, and uh, what I started talking um, about with people was um, was what they thought. Of um, their role as a, as men, what they thought of the expectations that others uh, placed on them to behave correctly as men, and um, and and what that uh, provoked in them, what kind of reactions that provoked in them, if there was a any um, you know. Um, Contradiction, so to speak, contradiction uh, between what they were expected to do from you know others, peers, and 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 non peers, and what they uh, would have otherwise more autonomously uh, chosen to do, uh, what they felt and what they were expected to feel. Um, so. So it turned into this uh, psychological uh, investigation that, you know, uh, was, um, well, you know, for our listeners, um, we have to um, preface this by saying that, uh, you know, Boston culture is usually described by, you know, ethnographic sources and even in, in, you know, in common knowledge that you, that some might might have gained by you know reading newspapers and magazines after you know these 20 years of, of war in Afghanistan, um, but you know normally Pashtun culture is you know described as being uh, very strict, very uh, very very um, traditional, so to speak, in um, in norms uh, of uh, relationships between genders. In norms of um, regarding masculinity, again, how to express a and 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 perform a um, an adequate uh, masculine role, and this in society, of course, and this uh, also was supposed to have a lot to do with um, with uh, you know uh, the idea of honor and the idea of control. Of uh, women's behaviors uh, within the family, and of course in public, in the public sphere, and on the fact that uh, much of the family honor was, you know, hinged on uh, the behavior and qualities of uh, the women folk of the family. It's nothing. It's nothing um, uh, unique, by the way. Yeah, this is this is stuff that you find all around. Um, say, for instance, the Mediterranean uh, regions—you know, southern Italy, southern Spain, uh, northern Africa, uh, the Levant—and um, down into Iran and 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 Afghanistan, Pakistan. I mean, this this uh, these models, these these cultural uh, models are are not unique at all to, to Pashtuns, but you know, it's it's always Pashtuns have always been talked about as very very strict in this.
0: And so, um, and so, um, why don't you tell us a bit about what was your actual um, ethnographic methodology like? So, you spent some time interviewing people, but you you did this these interviews in a very particular structured way. I, I'd, I'd love if you could tell us a little bit
1: about. Yeah, that. well, um, I, um, I, I, I did something that I call. Um, you know, clinical ethnography, in the sense that uh, the, the, the 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 encounters and exchanges uh, recall somewhat um, the context of of a psychotherapeutic session, not because they have the the intent to be such, but because the dynamic um, that that uh, entails is is quite similar in. in some ways. So I, um, I sat down with a select number of people, uh, people who wanted to do this with me, uh, and not everybody wanted to do this for, with me, of course. And, uh, you know, one-on-one face-to-face, uh, we would sit down and I would, uh, ask them, uh, to talk about themselves.
0: And when you start talking about kind of a clinical ethnography, obviously there's a lot of different approaches to, you know, clinical, uh, psychological therapy. So which discipline were you operating in? Obviously, the goal wasn't therapy, so you weren't doing like a cognitive behavioral kind of approach. No, but... Yeah, so what discipline would you... What therapeutic tradition would you put yourself in?
1: Well, um, again, I my, my um, objective was not that of giving uh, therapy of of, uh, of performing a uh, therapeutic uh, intervention uh, um, and I never I, I never intended to do that and I also uh, never claimed to be doing that with the people that I talked to um, I myself so the okay so I myself uh, came, come from um, from many, many years of analysis myself, in which I was an analysand, um, and two years of training uh, at the Massachusetts Institute for Psychoanalysis, but
0: and, and, and when we talk about this, we're referring to Freudian psychoanalysis, oh. kind of loosely, or but that at least psychoanalysis that's in that tradition, correct?
1: well uh, yes and no because all of course all psychoanalysis starts with Freud but uh, um, it's like saying that you're a Newtonian physicist you can't be a Newtonian physicist of course all all physics modern modern contemporary physics starts with with Newton but uh, to to call oneself a Newtonian physicist today is ludicrous so so yes Freud of course is is a, a, a a, a crucial no um, piece of the structure, but uh, I looked at uh, not Freud specifically or directly, but I looked at uh, contemporary um, uh, uh, strains of psychoanalysis, um, which uh, in many ways are uh, are in at loggerheads with. Uh, Some of the principles that uh, that Freud um, advanced. Um, So I, you know, again was an analyst for many years, and then got training in in Boston. But uh, that doesn't mean that um, I approached my um, my uh, interlocutors as an analyst would do, uh, that would have been, uh, that would have been quite uh, out of, um, you know, off the mark, so to speak. I had limitations, of course, that, uh, that, that the psychoanalyst doesn't have, and I had advantages that psychoanalysts don't have. Um, I, my idea was simply to elicit, Uh, My idea was simply to elicit um, uh, a discourse, a narrative from them that might uh, shed light also on uh, unconscious uh, processes, thoughts, uh, desires, um, and conflicts that might be uh, both uh, conscious and unconscious um and uh, to understand to understand to well understand is a big word to um to, to to have a glimpse so to speak on on how their mind uh their minds worked in a context in which as i said in the beginning in a context in which um, as people who lived in a specific cultural and social environment uh, their uh, milieu nor their context expected something from them uh, this something uh, is was is um, not uh, an easy fit to an easy fit to to accomplish and um, and uh, I assumed and that was an assumption on my part that not all of those people would be uh, cut perfectly for that environment.
0: No. Oh, yeah. So that, I think that's a that's a great. So I, I, I'd love for you to talk. Like, what are some of the expectations that were placed upon uh, your uh, interlocutors?
1: Well, uh, you know. Um, um, an it is an environment that and um, uh, you know undeniably uh, is you know is um, coexists on a daily basis with violence and in which um, the protection and affirmation of your own rights as you know understood by the community often, well, uh, often, um, may well be um, obtained through violence, through imposition of, of some degree of force. Um, it is, for instance, a, a, an environment in which um, gender segregation is strictly enforced, very much so, at least among Pashtuns, uh, particularly in the rural areas, uh, less so, of course, in a, in a big city like Kabul. But I was working in a rural area, so uh, and, and in a semi-rural area in Jalalabad, uh, the, the city where I had my house. But you know, it was mostly a rural area. Um, uh, so in in a situation of gender uh, segregation, strict gender segregation, in which the um, you know the the the, the um, The idea of what a woman should do and and how she should comport herself are also quite uh, just as strict as uh, those norms for men are, Um, you know. um,
0: And so why why would these norms be, uh, might one expect them to be particularly difficult for men to fulfill? Well, you know...
1: um, (laughs) I was, I was putting myself in in their shoes, and I assumed that uh, not everybody might be cut out perfectly for a uh, a perfectly um, uh, syntonic life uh, to those expectations. Expectations of uh, again the a, 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 you know a, a modicum of aggression and uh, exercise of force um the the idea of uh the relationship between men and women extremely um well in our at least in our um judgment we would say uh, sacrificed um
0: right so when we if we just think about like what if we think maybe in ideal types to give our our listeners kind of a a, a more concrete idea, what would be the ideal type of a Pashtun man, the hegemonic masculine idea that you uh, discuss in in the book?
1: Well, um, yeah, ideal types are tricky because the ideal ideal type is an abstraction and there's nobody who actually um, fulfills the ideal type. But... um, but the ideal type is also uh, is also what creates uh, problems because, of course, not being able to fulfill that uh, is source of uh, scorn or, um, or uh, malaise, uh, maybe even guilt. So uh, you know this this um, the, the the model not the model is, uh, at least in uh, in in the. Um, young ears of of a person then the the model changes with age sets no a a, a pashtun who's 55 years old and who has seven kids uh, needs to behave differently from somebody who's 25 or 30 and is just uh, approaching you know the 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 the, the public uh, sphere as a as an independent uh, actor so um so you know a, a fierce a uh, courageous, honorable man who's able to um, to get back at his detractors, if need be, somebody who manages to um, defend uh, the family's property and rights, uh, potentially with violence, if needed. Um, Somebody who is not afraid of ending up in those uh, in those uh, circumstances, in those um, conundrums. Um, uh, somebody who's not uh, afraid of um, um, revenge. Revenge is, uh, you know. Um, doing to others what they have done to you if you think that that's not fair. Um, and that often, you know, is um, done through violence. So somebody who is, has the courage to, to do that. Uh, so this is, again, this is a model. Uh, and um, expectations might be, uh, this is not how people are necessarily this is how many expect people to be this there's a big difference between the two things uh and not not always this difference is has been uh in fact uh has been um, um, tackled really has been uh Followed uh, by by those who have uh, talked about and studied Pashtuns. Uh, the, sometimes there is a there is a confusion between what society expects people to be and do and what uh, in fact they are. And one of and, my uh, yeah, well, yeah. I just I just just yeah,
0: I think that's one of the interesting things about your methodological approach in terms of doing these kind of psychoanalytic interviews rather than a standard interviewing process is that you really can get at this individual difference uh, between the groups. So I, I'd love for you to talk about why you chose that particular method, um, because its I think that it's a really brilliant choice, but it's, it's a little unusual. Most people going to an ethnography like this would would kind of structure ideal types and talk about posture and masculinity in terms of the ideal of posture and masculinity rather than necessarily its implementation. And I could see some people maybe even pushing back against the therapeutic interview model and saying, well, we're anthropologists, we're interested in society and what you're really getting at are are very potentially idiosyncratic individual perspectives. So, you know, I don't wanna, I, I, like I said, I I, I agree with you, so I don't wanna put you on the defensive, but I just, I'd love to hear about, you know, a little bit about why you chose this particular methodology and also, maybe it, any kind of challenges you encountered in terms of abstracting from individual lived experience to, you know, a social expectation or a social reality.
1: Yeah, so um, So. So as you said, I, my methodology is a little bit uh, different from uh, most, not that I'm the only one who does this. I'm not by any means the only one who does this or who has done this in the, in the past. But it's not very common, um, and um, and and I, you know, I as I was uh, mentioning before, you know, I sat for you know dozens of times with with some of my informants, um, up to I think thirty seven was thirty seven session I had with one of the um, four people that I detail in, in the book, and. And you know, um, you know, it, it takes also somebody who wants to sit with you thirty-seven times. It's it's not just I you know I decided to 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 do this and so I did it. It only takes somebody to want to do this. Um, but if you sit thirty-seven times face to face in a private environment with somebody and talk about, you know, you could talk about the weather and you can talk about uh, X, Y, or Z, neutral whatever things, but. You know, you also end up necessarily uh, talking about some very substantial uh, parts of this uh, person's subjectivity and and inner life, um, and 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 so I chose this method because I thought that it was the only one method that allowed me to get into uh, get, to get deeper into that uh purview the subjectivity of the individual and why well because it happened to me i mean i who for years uh have been an analyst in 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 a consulting room with an analyst i realized because i saw it on myself i realized how much stuff you know came out even to my attention to my own attention with this same method, you know, sitting, sitting down in front of the same person, over and over and over again, talking about yourself, you know, stuff comes out. uh, And uh, it's, it's not necessarily dramatic, or, you know, catastrophic, or Oh, my God, oh, yeah, it, it it is simply talking about yourself that, uh, that, that uh, allows for a different perspective of the individual about himself or herself. So having that, uh, having that uh, experience, my personal experience. Well, I said, I thought, you know, why not try to understand? Well, to understand again this big, uh, big verb. Why, why not? To, why not try to? Um, to, to investigate a little not just like I did with I mean, myself, an investigation yeah, process.
0: I, I think I think that's a, that's a that's a brilliant a brilliant uh, place to place to start. I, I'm just I'm curious. You know, we in the uh, I, I always struggle with the term the West because I, I I'm not entirely sure that people in the Islamic world are not Western. But so we in the in U- the European West, we maybe we can call it that way. That um, and I of course include the United States, Australia, Canada and that that group. We in the European West kind of have a tradition of talking about ourselves. You know, we, we know how yeah. to do it. We, we're we expected to talk about ourselves. We expect that we will talk about ourselves, that others will talk about it themselves. Many other peoples do not have this expectation. And I remember our, our mutual advisor, uh, Charles Lindholm, talking about some of his work uh, among the Pashtun and how, Sometimes they were not always very forthcoming in talking about themselves. Yeah. So, so was that an obstacle that you encountered? And and if so, how did you overcome it?
1: Yeah, of course it was. I mean, uh, many people simply didn't want to do this with me, and others, um, you know, at some point during this uh, relationship, were reticent or, you know, were uh, um, avoiding. Saying too much, but that was not um, but that was not um, a big problem for me because you know yes there are you know uh, this um, idea which is which is pretty um, you know widespread and, and it has its it has its merits and I and I and I understand it, it's correct there are certain cultural traditions in which you know talking. Is not necessarily seen as a as a as a as a, as a conduit to anything uh, positive or necessarily positive, but and, and I understand that and and Pashtun uh, uh, in society is certainly one of those in which uh, people tend not to publicize too much uh, what they feel, what they think, etc. Um, but this doesn't mean. And and this this is the this is the this is the misunderstanding that some may fall into. This doesn't mean that because people don't want to talk about things, certain psychological processes or mental dynamics don't happen. You know what I mean? The fact the fact that because of a certain cultural um, you know. Uh, uh, background or expectations or inculturation—people um, don't feel like talking at first, or at least uh, automatically. It doesn't mean that they that, that that their minds work that much differently from uh, the minds of other people. At least in certain regards or in certain uh, uh, patterns of of functioning, doesn't it? Doesn't mean that. That they do not go through uh, uh, unconscious processes or uh, 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 instances of of denial or or self-deception or uh, you know projection. Uh, these are these are um, ways of functioning that that uh, that I am pretty sure because you know I had the possibility to. To, to, to observe them in the people that I worked with who you know not necessarily well wouldn't be uh, categorizable as coming from our own same uh, cultural traditions and so um, and, and so the, the fact that uh, some might not find, uh, Um, talking um, the right thing to do is fine. And I respect that. And I never forced anybody to do so. But this doesn't mean that that very person doesn't have the same, tread, the same, uh, doesn't have uh, equal um, uh, equivalent uh, uh, patterns of of mental and psychological functioning as anybody else.
0: Uh, I'm just curious, did they have, did did you have to, you know part of I think us being trained to talk about ourselves is that we kind of all have pop psychological vocabulary we can you know reference when we conceptualize how we're feeling things. You know, we can talk about being depressed. We can talk about you know being manic. We can talk about cognitive dissonance or split personalities. or obviously, these are all kind of folk psychological terms right often, you know, uh divorced from their technical meanings, but we have kind of a vocabulary and understanding of how to do it. Did you have to teach your informants kind of the techne, the 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 tool of doing this at all? Or 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 conversely, did that impact your selection of informants? I know you have a lot of informants that were um had some contact with the West and there's probably a variety of reasons for it. I'm curious though, it might one of them be just that they had enough familiarity with uh concept in terms of psychological discourse that they were better able to to talk to you about it
1: no I don't think so so um um I so for instance Derek Summerfield, who's a who's a uh, iconoclastic vitriolic uh Zimbabwean uh, um psychiatrist um who's a who's a contrarian uh but also uh you know extremely um acute uh he uh, rightly so uh, makes uh you know makes a case for some of these um some uh you know psychological uh, intervention programs especially you know from aid groups uh in uh, war affected areas in which literally the <laughs> literally the 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 um the, the the people uh, giving implementing the intervention were teaching as you as you as you almost mentioned you now teaching their interlocutors uh, some technical expression and almost you know uh, putting them on the path of seeing the reality in a certain way that was of course preconceived uh, somewhere in in the west etc i i of course uh, never did that uh, we 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 never talked jargon. We never, we never talked uh, technical um, language. I let them speak in their own way about themselves. Period. And where I saw something that I found interesting, some, some um, maybe even degree of contradiction, for instance, that was not immediately evident to the person that was talking to me. I, you know. Uh, very respectfully uh, tried to highlight those and and i and i uh, asked questions uh uh, if i had uh, say um, uh, if i interpreted what uh, they were telling me um, in a certain way i would uh, volunteer that to them and 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 and, and wait for what they would uh, think of that. I mean, it was it was a very um, um, non-technical um, exchange, the, the one we had, because, you know, after all, uh, this is what, uh, what also most analysts do. They don't, they don't talk jargon or technical uh, terms to their patients. I mean, their patients um, may in in america or italy or somewhere they may know about uh, the technicalities of psychoanalysis or psychology just as much as my interlocutors in afghanistan so um not necessarily that would uh, would help anybody and certainly it would probably put off a lot of people mostly um So, I mean, I in fact, when you know, when when you say uh, the psychoanalytic uh, method, I I would uh, call it differently. I I was looking for the psychodynamics of the individual, I was looking for how the mind of this individual might be working under certain circumstances. And um, I I wouldn't call it psychoanalytic because to call it psychoanalytic, it means to um, assume. A very specific um, theoretical and even ideological, uh, I would dare to say, um, uh, stance that I that I didn't have. Sometimes too rigid uh, to accommodate for cultural and and, and social variation. But um, so I, so I I, I want to get back to this idea of the psychodynamics. I
0: think that's very interesting. So. What dynamics, if any, did stood out to you in terms of, in terms of that, that, and also this is a totally unrelated question, maybe also, but, um, maybe really the one I wanted to ask also, you know, there's a dynamic relationship between you and, the uh, and the person who's sitting with you as well. So, you know, how, how, how did you, did you have any, yes, let me ask this question. This is the one that I really want to ask. Yeah. What was ended up being your relationship in this? You know, we know uh, those of us who are familiar with psychoanalytic theory. We know, you know, there's the uh, the analyst is not a passive, you know, uh, extractor. You know, you have transference, countertransference. The analyst, you know, becomes kind of a a player in the process of analysis. And so, I'm curious, uh, what was your role in this? How 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 did you what impacts did you experience and 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 have to navigate in terms of your discussion with your interlocutors?
1: Right, um, but 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 there was a, a previous question that I can't remember. You asked me something. Right, that about. was it.
0: Was uh, what dynamic? What 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 uh, psychological uh, effects and phenomena did you note most Oh strongly? yeah.
1: So for instance, yeah. So um, so one one. One thing that I noticed is the what, what I called uh, the, the, the the multiple subjectivities. So um, ways of constructing a self that might have been even contradictory to each other uh, over uh, you know time, um, and that were nonetheless present in the individual. Um, and that in many cases were adjusting or were helping the individual to adjust to uh, different um, contexts uh, especially in the case of um, abrupt changes one of my one of my interlocutors for instance um, was was from a family in Gardez uh, in Gardez, uh, in Gardez uh, province and um, but he was born and raised until he was like five years old in Cabo, which is a very uh, different um, environment, very, uh, of course, urbanized, um, socially urbanized environment. Uh, Gardez is a very harsh, um, culturally conservative rural area. And uh, when, the, when the civil war started, his father, who was from this little village in Gardez, uh, brought them all to this village because there was a civil war in, in in kabul and uh well of course then the civil war reached them in the village but that's another story for the moment for the first the first few years this guy um you know was relocated in in to, to a almost a literally different planet and and the the, the expectations that people had of, of him were completely different and and for the first at least for the first year, uh, he in school, he was um, in great pain, great pain because he was bullied and he was abused uh, by peers mostly. Um, and that went on beyond the first year with him not understanding how to behave because his parent, his father and mother had um, taught him differently in the city. You needed a different uh, set of skills, of course, a different subjectivity, really, which he had to, uh, to reshape, to reshape in order to survive, not both socially but also physically to the, uh, to the continued abuses of his own peers over now years, we're talking. And at a certain point, uh, when he was uh, almost uh, well, right out of puberty, he decided that he had had enough and that he had learned enough from his, uh, you know, perpetrators, so to speak. And he turned completely the, 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 the bolt around. And, and he started implementing in, in this uh, literally vault um, in, in 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 the representation of one's own self, He started uh, from all that he had learned by being the victim. He started uh comporting himself like others, like those others who had who had uh um you know been his own nightmare, and he he turned into a sort of, of, of a gang leader. So, from this very shy, submissive little kid, after you know, years of of being picked up and, and and abused by his peers, he he turns around his life, at least in, in those in that period, and, and constructs for himself a different self, literally. A, a self that is adjusted to life in that village, was a harsh life, socially speaking. And that gave him uh, peace, social peace, because of course he stopped being harassed. Um, he became, you know, uh, uh, somebody that others looked up to. But he confessed that, uh, you know, the 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 other uh, state of subjectivity that he was brought up with, the one that he brought with himself to Kabul when he left for the village. Um, sorry, well, the the one state of subjectivity that he brought to the village from Kabul, that was still present in him and, of course, was bothering him because he would he would be doing things that his father, who at that point was not present, and that's also one of the interesting dynamics, not that development, um, uh, that his father would not um, approve of. And, uh, you know, and you have this person that, you know, sitting with me is, is recounting his years of, you know, uh, suffering on the one hand, and then also this, this inebriation with, with power and, and, and force, even violence. Um, and then his father that comes back from Pakistan and, and snaps him out of that thing, because he understands that if he keeps going, he's going to get killed.
0: So um, in, in in that case, how did this individual deal with these different subjectivities? Was one more authentic or true than the other did they just simply coexist in tension how
1: right this is a this is a very this is a very good question this is a very uh insightful question that you asked me so the my uh idea this is one of my conclusions in the book um is that no there was no self, uh, false self uh, the 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 gang leader and the shy kid, um, up to a certain year, of course, uh, are are both authentic to him, because because what he has lived through, the environments in which he has lived, have shaped uh, his selves, his subjectivity or subjectivities in this in this case, so that he has found. Something that was syntonic with himself in both, and he has embraced both. So there's, so it, it would be erroneous, and this is certainly not how he uh, lives and interprets these different uh, personalities, so to speak, personas, more better than personalities, that he has um, embodied. There's no self, one and and uh, and true one. They're all. Uh, equally true and um however painful one might be uh, with respect to the other uh, because of you know breaking norms or rules that he had been enculturated into and at first by his father et cetera, et cetera. nonetheless the 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 dialogue and this is another another of the i would not call them findings but you know my my understanding my interpretation of what i heard one another one of these uh, interpretations was that uh, he kept in some way he kept these uh, selves these subjectivities dissociated but in dialogue with each other he was aware even even if only because of the of the uh, sense of of uh, malaise of, of unease, of guilt that he felt uh, in the village behaving in a certain way he kept those two subjectivities in a dialogue dissociated of course but in 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 an unconscious dialogue which allowed him to um, to be functional number one and to be able to um, to embrace uh, the previous one, in a new way when he went back to Kabul, because at a certain point he went back to Kabul. And so uh, in Kabul, he could not afford, of course, to comport himself as he had for years uh, in the village. And he had to make another shift. And so a uh, very radical, again, shift, which was not uh, easy and was not devoid of, of, of conflict, literally conflict, especially with peers in the university, where he ended up uh, in trouble, um, disciplinarily, etc. But but all of that was kept together by that dialogue between these subjectivities, uh, however contrasting, but still complementary. Um, and so you know,
0: yeah. yeah. So that I think raises an interesting point. Um, what I, I I don't remember if you address this directly in the book. Um, what exactly do you mean when you use the term subjectivity? What can we think of yeah. in terms of, of, of
1: So what that when is? I when I use subjectivity, I um I mean that unique uh, that unique way of of uh, mental and psychological uh, functioning that every person uh, has uh, to himself or herself, and um, that uh, the. Th- their take their take on on what whatever happens around them and 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 to them their their own very private and personal take on it that that uh, that uh, mm, uh, say uh, plethora of of um, mental psychological processes and ways of functioning that are really, um unique to each person but th- but that however that are still a um a, a reinterpretation so to speak a a, a a um reworking of certain um again i think uh, universal patterns of 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 um functioning human uh, mental functioning because as i said uh, when talking so many times with with an individual, uh, who of course wants to talk to you, um, you realize phenomena uh, processes that are of course uh, found elsewhere in human beings, irrespective of cultural um, context. For instance, you know you mentioned transference transference is something that that is obvious in in certain uh in certain um instances or uh this or at least uh probably these uh, these um cases of, of of dissociation which help um the individual uh rationalize and 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 remain functional in a situation of extreme contradiction and pressure like this guy did between Kabul and the village or uh, you know guilt guilt the 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 the, the, what lies underneath the sense of guilt that most people are able to to express Uh, not maybe always verbalize but but certainly express Um, these things are you know um, I think common aspects of of the emotional, psychological, uh, mental functioning of, of individuals that uh, that um, that uh, uh, that uh, you know are um, are not uh, are not uh, idiosyncratic. What is what is it? What is idiosyncratic? Is the way what is, is is the way in which in which um, the person uh, displays these these uh, ways of functioning the the, the the way that the person um, uh, um, uses these patterns and and which the ways in which you know the cultural and social environment um make some uh uh make it peculiar to one place unique to one to one uh specific uh cultural uh social uh, political environment um but uh, uh yeah so i mean um, this is this is this this is i think what um why I, I chose the, the methodology that I chose. Um, I have this. I have the impression that I have found uh, a way to understand, uh, or, or at least a way to illuminate a little uh, what was happening in the minds of, of, of my interlocutors by uh, by way of also their own um, discoveries, because this is an intersubjective. Uh, process I mean this is not me telling them uh, what they don't understand about themselves this is you know God forbid I I, I thought I could do that um, but this is this is about them uh, even you know in a dialogue with me uh, in an intersubjective dialogue with me when I where I also am a as you said am a, a player in you know, a sort of a, of a of a, of a of a play, uh, a player in a almost in, on on a stage, a character of a play, uh, through the the, the the through the development of which also they uh, started seeing things uh, maybe in a different way or started seeing things that they had not maybe um, paid attention to uh, previously. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not, uh, I hope I I uh, am being clear. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that's, uh, that's great. And unfortunately, we are about running out of time. However, it was a great conversation and uh, it was a really wonderful, fascinating, uh, fascinating set of points. So I'd like to uh, thank you for joining us on the New Books Network. And uh, you have been listening to New Books in Anthropology, a channel on the New Books Network.
1: Thank you very much, Jeff. It's been a pleasure.